the future of photography. Hey Chris, how you doing? Good morning. I'm recovering from a cold, but other than that, I'm totally fine. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. It's, uh, it's uh, well, hopefully, uh, well, this is going to be a very much a two-way conversation, right, today, because our, our show notes, my, my prep for this show include about two lines of text. So. Yeah, I, I saw this in our shared document, and I was like, um, okay, let's find out how much, well, uh, how much work I'll actually have to do this time. Well, indeed, indeed. So, I mean, there, there, there's a good reason for that, though, which is that this, this particular topic is not linked to any one product. In fact, actually, it's almost linked to an absence of product. Um, and uh, but it, and it's, it's a comment perhaps on uh, a little bit on, on the marketplace for uh, photographic software um, uh, and understanding how you know, where, where people are, are placing investments and, and are they well placed? And, and what, what does all this mean, of course, <laughs> for us mm -hmm. in the future of photography? Um, so, first of all, uh, j j let's just 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 do a quick setting of context. Um, what do you use to manage your photos? Your, your digital asset manager, your DAM, what do you use? I'm, I'm a Lightroom user okay. and and an Apple Photos user. Okay, all right. So, uh, which so, are still two and, uh, separate worlds for me? Yeah, interesting. So, so I, uh, as I've mentioned a lot of times on this show, I, 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 I don't use Lightroom. Um, I am currently using um, uh, Apple Photos, uh, both iOS and Mac, uh, as my main place to store and manage images. Um, I also have a, a RAID system, a hard drive backup, of course. You know, um, where where I'm keeping all the files. I don't always keep all the files in in apple photos uh you know only the ones that i think are, are going to be useful the, the the blurry ones and and uh the ones where the flash doesn't go off uh, and stuff like that i you know uh, i tend to just keep uh, a copy of those rather than put them in a, an asset manager of any kind but uh uh, the, what I'd like to talk about is, in some ways today is the the future of, of that product set and where the market is going. So as as we record this uh, in in the middle of 2019, uh, there are actually a number of of new and emerging digital asset managers uh, from from uh, what you might call competitors to Adobe. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, uh, Luminar is one. Um, I think On One have another one, and there are, there are a few things popping up um, out and about in new products uh, where where perhaps products have been editing tools before, but are now bringing asset management into their product set. Um, I note that uh, Capture One recently has actually um, released or is about to release. I forget which. Um, some freeware versions um, uh, of some of their software. Um, with with slightly less capability, but still the ability to to yeah, still very very powerful tools, um, and I and I started thinking about this, and I thought, why are they doing that? <laughs> why mm. why is everybody trying to get digital asset management as a part of their product set? Because it's a uh, market, and it's for me personally, uh, it's still a necessity. Um, but I come from a different perspective than other people, of course. And I, I see both worlds, you know, I, I see the, the Apple, uh, and you could substitute this with Google photos and stuff. They do similar things. Um, I see the Apple photos world where the, the lot of stuff is done for you when it comes to managing things. 
and they they surface photos for you like the, the they, they create these moments which are collections of uh, photos that are tied around a location an event a time something um that they will also <clears throat> with as we talked about last week we they will also uh uh start like managing clutter so they will uh, by default kind of hide hide receipts and screenshots and stuff from your photos that, so they're not in your way because you won't really need them a lot um so and this whole this whole uploading to the cloud and stuff this kind of happens happens automatically in the background anyway now so that that is the one world that i see that um that i live in when, when it comes to my ios devices and uh, then there's the 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 professional photographer who has uh 100,000 pictures in a database with keywords on them and ratings on them and uh, sorted by uh, events and trips and and photo tours and things that um that of course I want to manage those cuz th those are my babies you know <laughs> I, won't, <laughs> well, and, I, won't, and, and I won't let anyone else kind of uh, the, the mess with them no, and that, that those are those are very good examples uh, of use cases. Uh, uh, you know, uh, t towards different ends of the spectrum, aren't yeah, they? So, yeah. so because because at one end, what you've described there is is you know, oh well, it's it's automated, and uh, you know, uh, and uh, it gets backed up to the cloud, and you know, you just don't have to worry about it. That is, of course, yeah, that is, of course, digital asset management. So, so you know, I've, I've chosen to call this show "Don't Give a Damn," you know, uh, and <laughs> and that. That's you know, possibly a little bit misleading in the sense that actually those are very sophisticated asset managers at one level, at, you know, aimed, aimed, I guess, at people who, you know, who are um, mostly who are, who are not professional photographers or if they are professional photographers, it's, you know, they uh, use for their personal work or their casual work or, or whatever. Um, and and uh the at the other end you've got the the professional workflows with where it be that uh, an adobe uh workflow you know, or a capture one workflow uh or whatever it is or some of these new new and emerging products um but it's uh, I, th I think i might have mentioned this on on the show before i, I a little while ago i i i was talking to somebody and um uh, I needed to find a photo and, and I knew um, it was a photo of my son um, uh, and uh, I knew that he was sitting on a sofa. And for some reason, um, uh, I chose to just uh, open my phone, open the photos app in my phone, which is the iOS photos app, just the, the, the native one. And I just searched on sofa and the photo came up instantly. Hmm. Now, now on iOS photos, as as many of our listeners will know, um, you, you don't have a keywording facility um you do on no, the mac version but not sorely missing front. because because the keywords you is put it, in on the is mac is it now i'm going to challenge you on it, that is, is it cuz there's because, no way i would ever have keyworded that for sofa right no, there's no, 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 no way i would ever have sofa as a keyword uh, that's what that's not, that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is the odd cases where you have um where you have a thing that you know you want to find later but you have been searching for it for five times already and spent a lot of time there's one photo from um from a from a past photo tour that i shot on the smartphone and that is 
important every now and then it comes up and i have to find it and i have to go back through a gazillion things because it can't find it by the keywords and stuff because it's about a car that on lake baikal was half halfway broken into the ice and it doesn't recognize it as a car and i have i have a, a, a bunch of these kind of cases where the automatic object recognition that the the that the, uh, ios does does not work so i have to go onto the mac keyword this with a keyword that i will be able to remember later and then search for it and then i can search for that on the iphone but i cannot add a keyword on the iphone and uh i would argue it is the same with i don't know uh, um let, let's say you are i'm also a music nerd and i have a collection of different recordings of songs that i have made those recordings with when i when i worked in in music and i was Uh, doing mixes and download uh, down mixes and, and mastering for these kind of people and uh, for these kind of bands and uh, they, they have their album out but then they also have that one live version of a thing that is one of a kind kind of recording and uh, if, if, if we use the, the 90-10 or 80-20 approach that uh, yeah the thing covers most of it those are the special cases that are not covered by it and I need to be able to to do some special keywording and 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 uh, management on those special cases because they are important to me. No, okay, so I I, I wouldn't want to take that away from you whatsoever. Um, uh, but it's it, it's it, because it can be it can be very important. Um, and and there'll be and and I have this as well, you know, because uh, ha having a, a young family, um, actually, uh, the faces of my children change quite a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> as they grow up and so sometimes i end up thinking oh, i'll go and look i'll, I'll find that I'll, i'll find that picture of my boy right and and then not being able to find it because it's not been automatically tracked um and that's because his face has changed and then you have to go through that whole process of you know identifying new faces and stuff like that so i appreciate it's not for not for everything but you know the i guess the the the, the thing for me is is that you know let, let's talk about in some ways uh what what does this mean for the future of photography i guess our standard question uh, as ever because for for me um i mean i i spent years keywording images mostly for who was in them because i you know for me photography is a lot about people um uh and then but but then uh, the the where a photo was taken and the when a photo was taken was uh, i deal with by sort of putting them into albums albums or folders or whatever is the the term that's used in your software of choice um and my backup on on my raid system is all um in folders uh and it's it's a folder of of time so it would say 2019 folder and then um june 2019 and then often after that the the camera and in some cases the film that it was shot on so i'll have a folder that says 2019 june um nikon portra 160 or something like that right mm. yeah. um and and that's a way that you know I, i'll deal with that at the file system level but i very rarely do once i've put those in that system and i've imported the good ones into uh, into uh, mac photos or ios photos that's that, that 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 really is just a backup then i very rarely go back to it but um you know, so who's who's investing right who and what what are they investing in because i i don't know that keywording is the way that i i, I think the investing is i think it's Uh, I don't know whether Apple are being clever or not with with not giving keywording on on phones. 
um, uh, and, and relying and in, in investing on the AI. Uh, as you were saying last week when we were talking about the launch of iOS 13, um, they are investing in the on-device machine learning. Um, quite quite how that will end up manifesting, I don't know. I, and part of me hopes it will be entirely invisible, but it'll just be a lot easier to use. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and um, um, that, that's my hope too. But um, again, Apple does this 80-20 approach or 90-10 approach. Like we, we do something that covers the needs of 90% of people. But I want to be able to shoehorn a few additional things in. Yeah. So well, tell, tell me about it from your point of view, because you know, I, I, I've stepped away from that professional level uh, you know, damn product you know, and the whole range of them. I, I, I've just chosen not to, to, to use them. And I, and I know that you... Um, uh, you know, with with the again with the changes coming to uh, to iOS, where it'll recognise file system and stuff like that, you you now will have options to do things like um, get the card out of your camera, uh, stick it in your phone, and import direct to Lightroom. Is that something that's of interest to you? Yeah, no, it's not not on the phone, only on the iPad. Oh, is iPad, it? Oh, right. IPad okay. OS is a separate thing from iOS, so the phone will not get those features. So, oh, really? Oh, that's a shame. So, I'd have to carry an iPad with me, and I'm I'm not ready to take that step just yet. It is uh, a pretty pretty uh, long way out at this point, I guess. But it's getting in the right direction. It's going in the right direction, and sooner or later, um, that might be the the new way to do things, uh, the same way that mirrorless cameras are kind of taking so let me let me ask you this question then because you in the past have published an ebook called something like how to edit a thousand photos in an hour yes (laughs) is that the right title one that one what (laughs) it was a while ago never mind one hour one thousand pics.com that's where it is yes and and that still is uh, that still is the workflow i do Okay, so but so that so the question was going to be actually to do any of these new tools and, and new capabilities is is that are we going to is that going to trigger an update to that ebook is it are you, is your workflow evolving over time? Um, well, just having been to Kyrgyzstan for two weeks and uh, with very little time there um, because we did a lot of photography, so we didn't have a lot of leisure time. Um, to edit photos. That's a, that sounds all. That's a good reason not to be doing it. Be out there taking photos is definitely a good reason not to be sat in front of a computer. <laughs> well, but 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 what you do is um, okay. You can have those automated systems it, it handle ninety percent of what you need. Yes, they will do that. Mm-hmm. But I want to. I, I kind of have to be a hundred percent on that. So for me, this is really the um, yeah the the. the the, the lack of those last 10%. And um, so, uh, uh, but using that workflow is, and I'm very stringent about it, is still uh, still allowed me to end up returning home with all photos, edited, finished, rated, keyworded. Um, so uh, it's something that totally works for me. Um, and it also kind of forces me to deal with what I've done during that day. It's a learning part. And it as well, ah, you know, okay. you know, I, I spent the entire day shooting and that's what we do on these photo tours and on some more on them, on some a bit less. But this one was uh, really photography from morning to, to evening and lots of different stops along the way. And, and uh, it, was, it was like on some days, 10 different photo ops on a day, which is uh, very diverse. And um and I can't be the one who only captures photos, but I can also 
then later on, take a bit of time, go through the photos, think about, okay, look at them and go, okay, wh why did I do this? this way why didn't i do it in another way i'm evolving as a photographer and I, i do this by i do i don't do this by just tucking away the photos taking them and ignoring them or having some someone edit them for me but by 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 really working on them I, am I, he, he, that uh, gosh that 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 sounds that sounds very impressive i have to say i am very impressed by what you've just said in the last minute or so <laughs> I mean, it, the, the, thank you, but there, there, is, there is also a, a, um, a let's say, a, similar to that is um, I only began getting some order into my financials after dealing with them. Not, not by tugging them away, but by understanding what's happening, by dealing with what money comes in and goes out pretty much. And, yeah. and, and by budgeting and by, by getting th that organized in some way. And the organization is something that is integral to understanding it better. Um, so uh, my point mm. is still that the automated system are wonderfully, wonderfully uh, make it, make it really easy on you. They take a lot of that work out for you, but is that really that beneficial in That's at least some context? So that's a, that's a, a that's a very very well thought through, well presented point of view. I'm I'm genuinely impressed and and a little bit um, in awe. <laughs> just like, um, the because it, and and to to, to reciprocate maybe um, my own version of that story. Um, I, I'm I'm not um, I'm not somebody who doesn't finish things, but but I but I am somebody. Uh, I think I'm not I'm not an eighty twenty person, but I may be a ninety five five person um, in in some of the things that I do. And uh, over time with my photography, um, I've been through. Um, uh, I mean, all of this really stems for me from the fact that a Apple killed Aperture. If Apple had never killed Aperture, I'd still be using it. Um, I, I loved that program. It was really fast. It had everything I need. And in the days when um, something like Light, Lightroom was the only competitor at that point, really, the days when Lightroom was was very clunky and slow um, and and very cluttered in its in its UI, Aperture was very much cleaner. Um, and since then, I've been through various different iterations um, uh, of of how I manage my photos and and, and what I do with them. And and my my work and and I know in a similar way that you've tried to to you've developed a workflow where you try and deal with things very quickly. You pr you, you do the the discipline, you know, um, uh, management quickly so that you can focus on uh, learning from the photos. Um, I've tried to make it the the workflow as as quick as possible um in a different way um uh, and i think in the way one of the ways i've tried to do it is to is to care slightly less and if i need to find something in uh in the future i, I know that there's two or three ways i can do it if it doesn't immediately come up in something like you know the photos app on my phone i know that as long as i can figure out roughly when i took that shot there's only a couple of folders on my on my backup drives that i need to go to um, to find it um, and there are maybe a couple of things that make that possible one is that you know um, I, I don't 
I'm not doing this as a professional. This is not my business. And therefore, um, I have some freedom of movement um, that others don't have. Um, And another thing is perhaps that I, whilst I do try and make opportunities to shoot, I am not the world's most prolific shooter, especially seeing as when I, when I'm shooting film, I mean, I'll go out for you for a day and I will shoot a maximum of two rolls of 35 mil in a day. Often it will be two rolls of 120. And so I'm coming back with fewer than a hundred photos to process. And so, so the amount of processing work, the amount of, that, that I have to do is, is possibly less than somebody who shoots uh, a high volume of digital photos. So maybe well, those things, maybe those things influence my view of this world and, and, um, of uh, and how I, how I manage it. But, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here now and I'm like, wow, Chris does all of that. That's, that's, that, that's, that really is. <laughs> and what I just said doesn't, doesn't, uh, it's, it's not for everyone, of course, absolutely not. Uh, but, but don't you, don't you agree that when you shoot film that, uh, you, you have to develop photos, you, you, you 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 surround yourself with those they are on your desk they, they, they there's stuff that you can hold in your hand that has a, a haptic quality to it um so you are you are employing other senses than just the eyes um and and that that you i would argue you probably learn more from your film photography than from your digital photography so if your goal is to become a better photographer then um, it's absolutely necessary to surround yourself with your photos and do this more than than any automated system will be able yes. to do for you. Yes, and and so and and that's an interesting point because um, some of my some of the way that I achieve s- some of the the learning points that that you've just described. One of the ways I do that is by by shooting film. Yeah, uh, and I will put the camera to my eye, and I will walk away. If the shot isn't there, I'll see it. I'll see what I think is an opportunity and I'll put the camera to my eye and I'll look at it and say, is that actually really the shot I pictured in my head or is it not? (laughs) Is there a shot there or is there no shot there? Or do I need to move, you know, three feet to the left or something like that? And rather than taking it anyway and then move it uh, and then taking, yeah, moving three feet to the left and then, and then taking it again and then getting them back, yeah, and looking at them and saying, no, that was wrong. I should have actually moved two feet to the right. Um, I, I I edit myself by not hitting the shutter button. Yeah, and there is there is a reason a lot of people are so. Um, but there's there's reason why why film photography is so profound to many people because there it, it changes the way you, you it changes your relationship to the photography drastically and it does it does. Do you find that it cha- that you bring that? Uh, that way of working into your digital photography. If yes, you've got yes, a digital yes. camera to your eye, will, and you say, if you put your camera to your eye and you look at it, and the shot isn't what you wanted it to be, <laughs> do you do you take it anyway because it's digital and it doesn't matter, or do you walk away? Um, it, again, the the fact that I have this workflow is um, is, is it helps me to revisit photos and then also to discard photos quicker that I have taken because it's digital and and i would i would live i said that uh <clears throat> the weekend with uh two rolls of photo uh two, two rolls of film uh I w- that i would really do the equivalent in the digital realm especially looking back at kyrgyzstan with the whole amount of photo ops and lots of series oh of, yeah that, that's series of photos we're, yeah, that's we're, we're looking at at uh, two weeks of photography and five thousand photos that 
I okay, that's, had yeah. to go through. But that included, like, we had some model shots where you have, just by the nature of shooting pictures of people, they have a lot of photos that to select from later on. We did some eagles in flight, which again adds a whole bunch of photos but in general my, my my digital photography has changed from what i learned from film um because i'm i am more selective in when i press the shutter and when i don't yes mm, interesting it, it is interesting and, so, and all of that of course yeah the, the the topic of today's show being about you know um digital asset management dig, digital <laughs> asset management um it, it you know the coming coming back to the topic of the show it clearly is you know um everybody's going to have their own view of this aren't they aren't they um for, for me i with the 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 limited amount of time i get to to enjoy my photography I, I'd rather be making photos and, and then and then looking at them. I'd rather not be doing the the management of stuff. Um, and and so there, yeah, there, there are there are and there are definitely different ways of doing that. Um, you know, as I as as I look around me today, and actually my desk is not covered in Instax photos today. Oh no, there's a little pile of them over there. <laughs> so, yeah. so I love to have you know uh, physical physical photos. Uh, and as of course, as we've said before, you know the future the future of photography is Instax. So. <laughs> Well, I, I, and, I, and I have to say, for for a few weeks now, I've been the, the proud owner of an Instax camera. Oh, which one did you get? Oh, just one of the cheap, uh, big, bulky. I think it's it's a mint color because um, that was the cheapest one I could get. Oh, right. So, so, so an actual analog camera, not an one actual of the ones full that are digital. Camera. With yeah. a, with a digital sensor, yeah, with very simple controls and just uh, the, the 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 focus has three different selections i think people group okay. and landscape <laughs> fair enough that's that's a good starting point there but give yeah. so here's a question for you given what we've just talked about and and your clear discipline and workflow management and and making sure you don't lose any photos have you yet taken a photo and given it away um yeah sure Oh, good man! Well done. And yes, and what was what was the what was the the you know, what did the the recipient of that photo do? Did okay, honestly, the the reason I bought it was for our Abbey workshop that we do once a year here in Germany in May, and uh, we so, someone introduced that uh, to us. You know, when you are a group of almost thirty people and uh, you spend a week together doing photography, yeah, uh, you, you need to have a way to uh, to remember each one's names and. We used to have like little stickers. Hello, my name is so and so. People yeah. put on them, but uh, <clears throat> last year someone brought an Instax camera and just took photos of everyone. We pinned that, pinned those to a wall, and then everyone wrote their name on the on the bottom part of the photo. Oh, cool! <laughs> so we had this wall of uh, yeah of, of of people people's faces doing 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 duck faces and stuff, and it was really funny. And uh, that's the reason I bought the Instax to do exactly that. So. Uh yeah, I shot pictures of thirty people and we pinned them to a wall, and then everyone got to keep theirs in the end of uh, after the workshop. Uh, so okay. that was the That's, main reason for doing okay. this. Okay, so so it's a, so okay, so well, at the future, then you and I need to have we we need to do a, a podcast around the giving photos versus keeping photos. Sure. <laughs> or do you know? Do you, actually, do you know a better way to maybe describe it is. Uh, you know, some people talk about making photographs rather than taking photographs. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the, the, I would like us to have a conversation at some point in the future about giving photographs rather than taking photographs. Oh, 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 I like this. I like make, make a note of that. Make a note of that. <laughs> 
Yeah. How, did we, how, did, how did we get here from digital asset management? Well, you, so, so if you give photos, you don't need a digital asset manager. Ah, <laughs> I see. Unless, unless you want to give it while keeping it. That's, a, that's, a, that's an entire new show here. Yeah. No, yes, and actually, that's a good point. Um, and we, we, there, there are very definitely technologies you can do both um, at, the, at these days. So, so that would that yeah. There, there's a line of investigation there for future shows, isn't there? <laughs> okay. Oh dear, oh dear. Okay, all right. So, so what do we, what have we, what have we learned here? Right. What I try and summarise what we've talked about. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, do I care about digital ma- asset management? Do I give a damn? Um, yeah, I absolutely do. Right. I, I absolutely do. Um, because uh, I need that to happen seamlessly and in the background and be, uh, and, and I, because I don't want to worry about it. Right. I don't want to be involved in it. I just want it to happen. So so I'm going to I'm going to uh, make my investments, if you like, if, if, if this was a, if there were two companies in front of me saying one of them saying I'm going to give you the most comprehensive tool set ever. And the other one saying I'm going to take it all away. I would go with the company that says, I'm going to take it all away. (laughs) What would you do? Well, for me, um, I think what what became clear is that that, that there's different needs for different people. And um, it all kind of ties ties in with your goals. What what do you want to get out of it? Um, And uh, if if your photography is just a casual snapshot here and there, and uh, those automated tools will definitely help and be beneficial if if your goal is to become a better photographer then they might be in your way a bit Mm. interesting okay and and i think that's probably that's probably as good as we're going to get for 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 the future of photography today isn't it yeah (laughs) that's all we can cover in half an hour yes yes and 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 understanding that it's good that we've got a whole range of tools out there because then people can choose uh make good choices in the ways that supports what they're trying to achieve so Let's, so uh, maybe so, we gave a bit of food for thought of people who are trying to find their their preferred way of doing things. And maybe the clunky way is sometimes the one that just makes you think more about things. Yeah, good stuff. All right. All right. So that's it for this week. Um, that was a very good discussion. I love this. So um, <laughs> we'll be back in a week from now with uh, more on the future of photography. Again, you can contact us if you have ideas for topics, if you have uh, wishes of things that we talk about photographically, then uh, go to thefutureofphotography.com or hit us up on Twitter on our Twitter account, TFOPNow and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you until next yeah. week take care, bye you've been listening to The Future of Photography a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Music